with me are my colleagues, Matthew Dawkins. Hello, you, you, I've got some commentary about your welcome there, but I'll let you get to Danielle first. Thank you. And blue-haired Danielle Lazon. <laughs> Hello. So please, I, I would appreciate notes on my introduction, apparently. You sounded like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy elevator. It was, uh, it was very, well, welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. Can I take you up or down? Share and enjoy. Yes, I've I only ever wanted one thing in my life, as that's to go sideways. Sideways. I mean, to be sideways is cool. I mean, you have, have you really considered all the possibilities of sideways? No, I mean... Uh... In Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the great glass elevator, the Wonkavator, goes sideways. So what I really liked about the intro is that Eddie was like talking to us normally before he started up the recording and then immediately was like, la la la, hello. Yeah, tele telephone operator path. voice. <laughs> yeah, like... you've, you've just called the Onyx Path, let's call it Erotic Line. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, if anything, it's a compliment, Eddie. If if this entire writing and development gig doesn't work out for you, you can uh, get a job on phone sex lines. Do they still have those? I bet they do. I'm sure I they mean, do. Isn't that just OnlyFans now? Well, I mean, you say that, but um, I I acted. I was um, yeah, yes, on yeah. Patreon um, looking for <laughs> for podcasts because I occasionally like I find podcasts. I like to find ones that are supported by Patreon because they're usually ad free and also have a direct or more mm -hmm. direct access to the community. Um, and it turns out in my my searching, trying to find some of them, that I've actually stumbled across a whole bunch of Patreons that are basically nothing but just erotic audio where people just commission erotic audio through patreon right so i think that's the modern version of phones excellence now okay all right so yeah well when you said accidentally that was very along the lines of someone in uh, er saying i accidentally fell over backwards naked while vacuuming and that's why doctor <laughs> thing is inside me uh <laughs> I knew that there was no way I was going to get out of this, so I just kind of figured I would just plow ahead and see what I got stuck into. Uh, well, well just, it, no, no, <laughs> phrasing, Eddie. Oh, he does it on purpose. He's a, do we even do phrasing anymore? Yeah, dirty old man. I think you you started this, Matthew, by calling the the conversation Eddie's tone erotic. Well, I, I can't help being who I am, and uh, there's no shame in, in describing Eddie's voice as erotic, or saying What's... that he... <laughs> there no, there, there isn't any shame in it. I would like everyone in the world to recognize that it was not me this time. Mm. <laughs> oh, I see. It's, it, it's not that it was said. You want clear that it was not you that it said it. It was not me. I did not start this. Fair enough. Uh, I, I have figured that Matthew's obsession with me is going to start uh, a whole <laughs> line of fanfic that I'm probably not oh, going to I, I would, but I just don't have the time. <laughs> I bet um, there's like an Eddie Matthew fanfic on AO3 right now. There's everything on AO3. <laughs> uh, I will avoid that then. <laughs> um. Speaking, Speaking of, of AO3, just said, yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be accused of plagiarism. Uh, that, oh that's the God. thing you don't you don't want to read it. It's that that same old thing. If you're working on, let's say, horror, uh, a horror role playing game, you don't want to just suddenly read up on loads of other horror role playing games because you might unintentionally steal their ideas. And yeah, I, I hate doing want, that. I wouldn't want my the purity of my imagination contaminated with someone else's fanfic. I, I think your sure. imagination is contaminated enough, Matthew. I don't think it needs help. It's why I have no creative input. <laughs> I mean, and I mean that both ways. I provide no creative input, but I also receive none. Uh, so if I'm working on a game, I don't read, I don't watch, I don't play. I just sit in a cave until it comes to me, like a revelation, usually from malnourishment or dehydration. <laughs> Well, then this game's going to suck for you because this week's episode. <laughs> Luckily, um, I'm in a cave right now. <laughs> there you go. Are you in one of the, the copper mines like that are rife all over England? They are. 
Aren't there copper mines everywhere? Or maybe that's just in Cornwall. No, I don't know. Uh, in, in Cornwall, it's tin mines. Oh, is it um, tin? Uh, I'm sure they had some copper mines as well. Uh, well, listeners, uh, now you get an insight into Poldark. Uh, in in Poldark, uh, he, he is a landowner who, of course, owns several tin mines in, in ri tin-rich Cornwall. But it was the coal mines that were shut down by Margaret Thatcher to great consternation mm, mm. in the 1970s and 80s. And our right. current Labour leader has said... Uh, Margaret Thatcher um, produced some wonderful onward progress for the British people, which has been proven yeah. quite a controversial remark. Uh, yeah. But we we wouldn't want to start getting into the depths of British politics. I mean, I'm sure her and her and Kissinger are toasting each other right now. So oh, only the good <laughs> die young, don't they? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have no segue, so I'm just gonna. Hard shift into it. We're making uh, games. We're, making, we're doing our our surprisingly uh, popular segment of, of five minute game pitches. I don't find uh, anything surprising about that. It's popular because we're stupid. Yeah, it's popular because we are pioneers. <laughs> you know what it is? Nobody's well, ever done I, it forever. Well, pioneers in the sense that some of the games we've come up with are wholly unique, and some of them are actually quite inspired. Well, one of them, I mean, the world below came from one of these, so... So, so far, we we've keep... got a pretty bad batting average, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll just say, we keep dredging out the world below, but we've done... How many times have we done this? Right. I mean, hey, you know what? It's it's above 0%. It's a non-zero alcoholic writer saying, once upon a time, I came up with an idea. No one recognizes <laughs> me for that. Right? Like... <laughs> I did this thing in the eighties. Everybody should still love me. Yeah, I mean, I want. I was born also, in the eighties. I have Pugmire, and that's basically it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was a gentleman gamer once, you know. Did vampire <laughs> videos. People loved me. They came up to me. They shook my hand. Now they just spit in my eye. Did they really the come eye. up and shake your hand? Uh, at several conventions, people. I don't. Yeah, actually, that is someone at least. Someone has come up to me and shook my hand based <laughs> on my videos. Someone said my videos saved their life, which I didn't know how to take. It was a lovely thing for them to say, and it will always mm. stick mm -hmm. with me. Because yeah. as a creative, you hear of these moments, and due to your work, you know, you, you know that they're having an impact on people in some way. But yeah, when someone says, oh, and your, your work on Vampire the Masquerade made me... Um, realized there was a community out there for me i'd felt so alone for and so on and so forth not to i'm not trivializing at all what they said it kind of knocks you back a little and makes you think yeah, wow yeah. even these things i'm doing for fun can impact someone in a significant way mm -hmm. um so yes we should all be thinking about the consequences of our actions uh including Eddie, you, you may want to drop the phone sex line. Uh, I think it's doing more harm than good. That, my, my, I like how my entire career as, uh, as an erotic uh, phone sex operator has lasted eight minutes. <laughs> you, you, you better to burn out than to fade away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't are... know what happened to that caller in those eight minutes, but... It... I'm and just and saying, we, we are earning our explicit tag today, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, for those people who are listening who have never heard one of these before, the the idea is that we're going to use a uh, random game idea generator. In this case, we're using let's make a game.net. Uh, and then we give each other a couple pieces of information from the generator or just from our brains, depending on what one of the generators there, uh -huh. in case we run out of ideas. And then the person that who's given these uh, uh, various different factors need to then have five minutes to try to make up a fictional game. It tends to be tabletop RPGs, but we have occasionally drifted into board games, card games, video games, as long as it is a game of some kind. However, since we are all veterans at this, I propose an additional level of difficulty. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, great. Since it is... <laughs> December, and we are getting close to the holidays. I suggest that all of our games need to have some holiday factors. It doesn't need to be December holiday, any holiday, but some oh. holiday. Oh. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm here for it. 
Yeah, I will. I'll display the cursory level of enthusiasm required. <laughs> Ooh. Will you? Will you? Will you take in any kind of creative input on this topic? I guess. All right. Uh, well then, um, uh, I'm going to start with the person who's directly above me in uh, Discord. Oh and, no, that's uh, me. And importance. <laughs> wow. Um. Uh, and uh, because the generator we're using is, is a uh, video game generator, I'm going to skip the genre. We're just going to use uh, – it, it gives me a rule, a setting, and a theme. Um, the theme, again, one of these things needs ideally needs to be tweaked with some kind of holiday component. Okay. And what I've just rolled is going to be amazing. Uh, so the three things I have are safe in the dark as a rule. So if you're in the dark, you're safe. Safe in the dark, okay. Cyberpunk, spy Cyberpunk. thriller, spy thriller, holiday Money. themed, okay. And he said timer. So, <clears throat> so you're only safe from the creeping, terrible man who is Columbus <laughs> while you're in the dark. <laughs> the year is thirty fifty two, Columbus Day has overtaken the world. <laughs> we all now think he discovered the world, do we? Yes. Oh, okay. We are on we're not even on Earth anymore. We're on another planet. And Columbia. Columbia. And if you don't if you don't know the government here is completely rife with Columbus paraphernalia and propaganda but the truth the truth of the world is that you're not actually on another planet you did not make a great exodus from earth the way the government has told you that they have instead you're in an alt-right simulation in america good god and you're and you're working to figure it out and so the spy thriller part is that you're doing espionage into the government uh, to, to free yourself from this Matrix-type situation. Yeah. So it's a bit mm -hmm. Matrix-y, a bit Westworld-y, um, where you, you believe you, you live in Colombia. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and slowly the uh, I, I say that with the you, obviously, the old, old um, yeah. Um, not not the Latin American country, right? Um, and yes, that you are basically going to break down the walls. What kind of world are you going to find outside Colombia, or is that a big mystery? Um, I think, I think, like in uh, that uh, Netflix TV show, eighteen ninety nine, or is it was it, or is it sixteen ninety nine? Whatever it was, ninety nine. In the past, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> where everybody's on a ship, like Space a, a nineteen ninety nine. Have, has anybody else watched that? Am I just saying these words? Um, so this show, like, oh, man, that's a big spoiler. Anyway, much like the spoiler for that show, uh, when you come out, the game ends. So okay. you don't you don't actually find the world on the other side. Oh, OK. But as a horrible corporate shill type, I'd say I'd be rubbing my finger and thumbs together, you know, in the money symbol right now and saying, but think of the franchise possibilities here. Because if your Columbia game does well, we can then explore the world outside Columbus. Well, yeah, that's a like a that's a future game supplement. Mm. Where is the safe and dark part come in? Or does it? Uh, so there are um, columboids that are robotic, <laughs> robotic bad guys. Robotic that, conquistadors. Yes, that will that uh, will try to colonize you if you are out uh, and they see you, but they can't see in the dark. They will try to colonize you individually. Yes. That that yes. sounds vile. <laughs> and yet, it's, very appropriate given the right. subject matter. Good, yeah. That, this is a horrific cyberpunk game. <laughs> well, what is cyberpunk? So there you go. There you go. I've heard enough. It's <laughs> yeah, you, you still have a minute left if you want to spin some more. Where stuff does the turkey uh, enter into it? 
Where um, does the turkey? Yeah, there are turkeys on Columbus Day, aren't there? Am I mixing no. that up? No, what? No, you're, mix, you're mixing that up with Thanksgiving. That's a completely different horror movie that I want to go watch. Um, <laughs> the what, what eaten on Columbus Day then? Nothing. nothing. Brats. I mean, nothing. <laughs> oh, oh. It, I mean, it's a bank holiday essentially. Like, I yeah. think, I think the only reason it exists is because some Italian folks were like, hey, we're we're being treated like shit, which legitimately they were being treated like shit. And then people were like, uh, Columbus was Italian here, have uh here have a national holiday celebrating this Italian guy. Yeah. Al that, Capone that's it. wasn't as uh, popular a figurehead. He <laughs> would have been a better we Al Capone Day would have been better. Let's just say that. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Saint syphilis anyway that's the five minutes and this game is called um no sleep in Colombia no sleep in Colombia that could be uh, noir that kind of title yeah I like it I do actually like it uh, right, I don't know well, that I'd buy it <laughs> But I'd pirate it. No, um... I wouldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that there's actual merit to that. It is incredibly dystopic. Uh, I think it highlights one of the central issues we have of holiday-themed games immediately, which is going to... Uh, it, it, it almost, by definition, makes it an incredibly narrow slice of a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ideas you've come up with to to fill that narrow slice, I think, are very interesting. Uh, and I could see it as a movie, oddly. Thanks. Um, I'll be here all week. Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll wait for your script. Mm, I, was, okay. I was honestly uh, thinking it kind of like almost like a 2080-style satirical comic, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so, Danielle, it is your turn to quiz, give Matthew some prompts. Okay. So while we while Eddie was explaining the game, I went to this website and I hit generate. And the mm-hmm. first thing that it came up with was the thing that I wanted to give to somebody. Oh, oh there you go. okay. So I'm going to give all four prompts because it is important that you okay. know the genre that you're supposed to build your holiday game in. <laughs> oh, <Right>. no. Because <laughs> the genre is survival horror. Okay. <laughs> The rule is no weapons allowed. Right. <laughs> the setting is fairy tale. And the theme is search for identity. Time starts now. Great. Okay. Uh, so fairy tale, survival horror, no weapons, search for identity. Uh, so let's try, good God, let's try pairing a holiday with all of that mess. <laughs> uh, I think we will go for, we'll go for Easter. And uh, we will say that the way Easter was celebrated on old um, pagan islands, um, we're going to take away some of the sort of urban legend folklore about what Easter is or was and so on. I know um, what it actually was, but, you know, people often throw various words around to do with it, like Ishtar, which isn't true. But we're going to go with that. We're going to say on various Scottish islands uh, in the um, sort of Wicker Man style around Easter festival, you would unleash the fairies. This is the only period of the year where the fairies rule because at any other time they've been subjugated, pushed back. We take our magic, our lives, our health from the fairies. They are our subjects now. That has been the case for thousands of years. But Mm -hmm. during the Easter festival, during this time of death and rebirth, that is when the fairies take over. But you are not allowed to fight back against the fairies. You can make them offerings, and they particularly favor eggs, <laughs> especially chocolate, golden eggs. Sure. Um, but yeah, they, they love them because they're the signs of a life. You know, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. They love an egg. Uh, but eggs are in very short supply. In fact, the lord of the isle likes to hoard the eggs to make sure that he 
always stays alive. So you're not allowed to do harm to anyone else or to the fairies. You can only run. You can only survive. And maybe steal some of the eggs to secure your own future. Uh, this would, of course, be a bit of a micro game in that it would run across a lo long weekend. Uh, okay, okay. But I think that has a nice sort of battle royale feel to a sort of 72 hours to survive or die. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And you could up the tension as the story goes on. The fairies get stronger and stronger, maybe, um, or more more cunning. But yeah, I think did I miss any of the prompts there? So we got a survival horror in the. Where sense. is the search for identity? Search for identity. Yes, that's a good point. I missed that bit out entirely because that was the hardest one. Um, <laughs> and like any good exam taker, I leave the hardest question till last. Right, like you do. Yeah. Okay, so search for identity, I think. Aha! Um, when the fairies are unleashed, there is a general sense of amnesia that descends across the island. It isn't a complete amnesia, total amnesia. You will know some of who people are or what your primary motivations are, but you will not know yourself. And if you cannot make a deal with these fairy, because, you know, fairies love contracts, I'm sure we've all played Changeling, um, that even if you survive this, uh, this trial, uh, if you survive it but you've not made a deal, then you will forever lose the sense of who you were, and you will have to rebuild yourself over the next year until the next time the onslaught begins. What if the so, eggs actually hold people's memories inside of them? I think that's a good idea. I love that. Very dark, and of course, particularly cunning people will trade away other people's memories. Right. Uh, so that's what our Lord of the Isle is doing. He, you know, he's never going to get rid of his own golden egg, but uh, he will quite happily sell off his own peoples to secure his own freedom and that of his family. Um, what if the memory of this event fades after it's over, after Easter? People forget how horrific Easter actually is. <laughs> I think it, it makes sense because why the hell would anyone live through it? Well, why would anyone stay on the island? But that that you could yeah. put that quandary up with any kind of midsummer Wicker Man uh, issue. You know, why the hell do people live here? But I think it works because, again, with the idea of memories being sold off to the Fae to save your life, there may be some people who do remember but their stories will only ever be interpreted as folklore and fairy tales. Uh, mm -hmm, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. how convincing they are, it will always be interpreted by the listener as a folk story until it actually happens, and then the entire trial works again. Um, if you wanted to add a somewhat air of reality to it, because, yes, if this was happening on an annual basis, uh, no one would live there, you would have this taking place across an archipelago or chain of islands or similar. There we go. Mm, I see. Okay. What, are you, what, are you, what are you calling this game? Oh, Christ. Um, oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> well, it is Easter. So. <laughs> um, we I will... mean, it feels like it should be called Easter Island. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, but the people of Easter Island may object. So I'm going yeah. to call it the. Um, the Fairy Festival. Oh, that sounds a bit too whimsical. We could call it the Fairy Festival, but the font would need to look suitably jagged and horrific. Yeah, I like that. Or Festival of Fairies. That has a little more impact than Fairy Festival. Uh, it's, I, 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 it's not the best title in the world, I'll grant Festival you. of Fairies. Why? I, it's passive. But I think when you've got a title for a movie of the fairy festival does sound like you're going to a Renaissance fair. The festival yeah, that's true. of fairies sounds more like a a historic thing. Right. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. It's fae. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. mm. Okay, I've clicked for you, Eddie. All right. You've got a good one. Oh yeah, great. Uh, I wish I had had this one. Oh, it usually goes, right? It's like, oh, I have great ideas for this one, and then you start getting somebody else. <laughs> um, so I don't even... I will likewise be skipping the genre because I don't know what this genre is. I want to um, hear it, though. Runner. 
runner oh oh it's an endless runner where basically you're always running but you have to click the button to jump over things or oh okay okay right 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 yeah that is (laughs) not the early video game yes uh, the long walk is a nice story but not an rpg um (laughs) so your rule your rule is one room your setting is lovecraftian your theme is serial killer Oh, okay. wow, that's so good. So you can set your timer yourself, Eddie. I, I've started the timer. Um, uh, so uh, the, 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 this is a literal war on Christmas, right? Um, you are stuck in a room with all sorts of people who all claim to be Father Christmas. Only one of you actually <laughs> is. Oh. Not the direction I would have anticipated, but carry on. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's going to be probably a LARP kind of situation where, you know, something you can run in a convention, mm-hmm. you know, ballroom. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and all of you are convinced that you are, in fact, the real uh, uh, Father Christmas. And only one of you can actually leave to deliver presents. So the the meta, oh, not meta fiction, but the, 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 the secret fiction behind it is that none of you are. Like, this is all uh-huh. just a psychological experiment. Okay, okay. Um, uh, but uh, the experiment is to see how far someone's willing to go with this kind of implanted identity. So the two kind of ways you can resolve the game is one person can just murder everyone else and leave the room. Uh, the other option is if you have enough conversations with people, then the original identity starts to to, to form and manifest. Um, uh, but I mean, I am also channeling things like... Um, there have been a couple of Santa Claus themed serial killer films, if I remember. Oh yes, very much so. Bad Claus but they don't often involve lots of people. Let's say twenty players all dressed up as Santa in a LARP, which I think would be a fantastic premise for a LARP. <laughs> and I don't, I don't LARP, but I uh, anymore. But I love the idea of a closed room LARP where everyone is dressed as Father Christmas. Well, but oh, I love that because, like, I mean, most people can probably get like a red hat and maybe a fake beard pretty easy so it's, it's gonna be easy costume yeah, yeah yeah exactly and you might get the occasional green one sticking out so yeah. so how do you determine when the game ends um so uh, uh i mean there's there's the one obvious condition uh where everyone else is dead uh but um i, I think if you can also present to the the door guard uh that who is some kind of genetic uh, ranger human hybrid? Uh, <laughs> if you convince them that, uh, uh, if you can convince them that only one person here is Father Christmas, right? Um, and, and that person will be allowed to escape. So uh, I, I feel like there, there, I have to, I have to think through, but I think there might be a, a kind of everyone wins condition. You like could everyone... have you could have all the Santas. Everyone starts with a bag of of gift. Oh yeah. If yeah, everyone yeah. donates their gift to the same Santa, they evoke uh... him or her or them the, uh, the the one true Santa. Claus. And then, or you could kill a Santa to take their gift. Exactly. Yeah. If they're uh... if they're hanging on to it for too long, it becomes right. a bit like a papal uh, conclave. How do you resolve? conflict like two people two santas trying to kill each other i mean i honestly i would probably do something akin to like the uh old school assassin game which is that um if you catch someone by surprise mm. then they're dead i um, see i see so uh especially and this is one of the things where like, you know especially if lots of people like if it's like two or three people in a room this doesn't work but if you have 20 people then like okay well i tapped you on your soldier shoulder and you didn't see me coming so you're dead um, or um, I, I have convinced you to open up a present that I have put a trap into, and it has a trap card in, so therefore you're And that, that card will have to say something like, you have been a bad boy. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Naughty. Yes. Absolutely. That's <laughs> all it says. You're, you're given a lump of coal as you're forced to leave the room. Because ah, that's good. So, Eddie, <laughs> is the reindeer-human hybrid the Lovecraftian element in this story? Yes, yes, that's absolutely the Lovecraftian. Because we know he was a fan of eugenics. Uh, was he um, running? Is is that who's running the experiment? Oh yeah, obviously the 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 reindeer reindeer 
people, ranger men, uh, are, are people running the experiments. Um, and they all have like, you know, uh, bioluminescent noses and giant yeah. gapers coming out of their heads. And... It's because they've been unemployed ever since the real Santa died. They've been waiting for the real, a new Santa <laughs> to emerge. And so they keep trapping people with white beards or fake store Santas and saying, one of you must be the inheritor right. of the mantle. Yes, yes, exactly, right? So they're like going, you know, we know we have to work for one of you. We don't know who it is, so you must decide. You must lead us. Why? Why are all of our holiday games so, like, bleak and dystopian? <laughs> it's our it's our oeuvre. I mean, that's my time. Um, And the title is, it's got to be War on Christmas. War okay, on War on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. All right. Could have been Serial Santa. Serial Santa. Oh, I could have, but I, I, I'll stick with War on Christmas. I like War on Christmas. <laughs> Uh, okay, so oh, we have my turn. Think, yeah, we have time for one more round each. Yeah, I maybe, think so. Maybe more, maybe more. We'll see. Um, again, this is one of those. Um, I'm not going to give you the genre because it absolutely doesn't work, but it's still funny, which is arcade plus dancing. Okay, <laughs> okay, a dance game. Let's go, right? But I'm yeah, I'm not giving you that one because because it's just ridiculous. Um, uh, but the rule is uh, build the level you play. Okay. The setting is space opera. The theme is reality is a dream. Dang. Okay. So in the far future, or long ago in a galaxy far, far away, because that's a space opera, um, there was a people who celebrated the turning of the year. And though they lived on a desolate space station that no longer had a planet attached, they still counted their days by the planet that they had come from. Mm -hmm. And they still celebrated the new year in the same way, which was to create a new module onto the space station. Okay. Which was important... Because they had been in this same space station for centuries. Mm -hmm. And the oldest parts of the station are deteriorating, falling apart, no longer working. And the newer parts are barely functional. Mm -hmm. And it's important at the new year to create and build a new module for the space station. Otherwise people will die because there won't be enough room. There won't be enough oxygen. There won't be enough of anything. This is actually a, a celebration, but is also a time of hard work and turmoil as mm. people go take very risky, uh, extra vehicular. What, what do you, spacewalks? Oh, um, right, right. I what they're called officially. Yeah. Uh, EVA. So yeah, yeah, they get extra vehicular. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, you are outside the vehicle, so that's technically correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what EVA is, right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so they get their EVA suits, and they go out into space, and they have to spacewalk to the oldest parts of the station that are pretty much closed off now and pull parts of it so that they can build the new module. And so the game is about gathering materials and uh, and building a a you know habitat uh together and it's a time of self-reflection and and looking back on the year past and the the modules of the past mm -hmm. and uh building to a better future uh so people take the best parts mm -hmm. from previous mm -hmm. modules they uh they say the things that they like best about you know where they used to live um things that they remember uh and then they take the worst parts and they cast those towards the sun oh okay so, so um, you're interpreting reality as a dream not as in reality is fictional but rather reality is aspirational yes ah i see so we're we not all grim yes I did check nice. it, is, it is extra vehicular activity you actually are correct ah. <laughs> So that's what I thought it stood for. So, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, it can't be right, and it, it is correct. Do you see this as the kind of game for a one-shot uh, campaign? What? How do you? F I see, see this? this being a one-shot. Uh, you play it on New Year's Eve, 
and you start an hour before midnight mm-hmm. and you have until midnight to to negotiate and do all your crafting and and roles for for item gathering and and to say all your piece and at midnight you describe you describe the new module that you built together I could also see like maybe there's a, a a random setup component where like you randomly roll what the original modules are so those are the resources you can kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what makes it a challenge. Is yeah, you you set up the game a little bit where it's like a, a random module, and then you you discuss like what parts are we taking, what parts are we casting towards the sun, what parts are we, uh, who who are we saving, and then at the end you describe what you have, and if you don't have enough space, people die. There's a weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a definite a definite board game element yeah. to it which mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. is is good it you know feels somewhat like the this war of mine board game in the uh in the sort of resource gathering and choices you make and sacrifices you have to make to just bring up literally the saddest game i've ever played in my entire life well you know uh, we wanted to bring it down back down to earth and... <laughs> anyway that is that is time so uh, um do you have a name for your game uh looking towards the sun looking towards the sun that will burn you up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's just implied. It's not naturally the title. <laughs> In brackets. Yeah, yeah, don't look at the sun directly. It will sear your eyeballs out. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. Uh, okay, let me let me generate something for Matthew here. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Let's see. Oh, okay. This is this will be fun. So the rule is death is a new beginning. The setting is another planet. And the theme is prejudice. Ah, okay. Right. Death being a new beginning. Let's go for... I've already used Easter, which is a shame. Uh, because that would be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go for yeah. Armistice Day. Let's go for Armistice, Armistice Day over Armistice in the Day. UK. That is the 11th of the 11th. Um, when we celebrate the end of the Great War, and it is now a day used to celebrate the end of all conflicts. Um, so on Armistice Day, which is when people on this other planet come together to mourn those who died in uh, fiery warlike cataclysms in generations gone by, uh, a selection of those dead veterans are permitted to return a uh-huh. uh, great a great uh, technological we'll go for technological piece of apparatus rather than uh, magical uh, ritual is used uh, because they are suffering a waning population and the people voted uh, that the population is constantly decreasing it's like a nordic country or japan and uh, the the uh, the planet took a popular vote who among our dead the groups of our dead most deserves a second chance at life and it was almost unanimous those who sacrificed their lives to save ours and so on armistice day the day when conflicts are celebrated or the ends of them are celebrated that is when a catchment of veterans are brought back to live anew but and uh, we had an added wrinkle here. It wasn't just another planet and death being a new beginning, was it? What was the other part? Uh, it, it was um, prejudice. Prejudice, yes. But here's the wrinkle. It turns out that for all the high and mighty utopic thinking that the people of this planet hold toward their reborn uh, friends, they are treated very much like second-class citizens. Uh, it was mm. written into law that when they were brought back, they would be treated as equals to everyone else. But resources are waning as it is, and that is why the population is constantly on the downslope. So now these people are being brought back from the dead, and they're immediately at adult age. They're immediately supposed to live somewhere, eat something, um, form lives, find work, and resources are stretched. And so they are seen very much as second-class citizens. So you, as player characters, are brought back 
you died gloriously, perhaps, or even ignominiously, but you certainly died in service to your planet, and now you are returning to an unwelcome reception. I like to draw parallels between the soldiers who returned from the front to get spat on by the people they served. Mm. Uh, that is basically what is going on here in a game I call Unwelcome Armistice. Unwelcome, Unwelcome armistice. Interesting. Armistice, yes. Oh. Uh, do I still have a minute left? <laughs> uh, you do. One edge, one forty-one. God damn. <laughs> All right then. Um, okay, so let's add something a little more. Well, well I I could give you the genre, which. Oh yeah, go on. <laughs> it art game. Art game. Uh, yeah, I think all like of our artistic. games. Are... Oh, as in you've got to draw something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'll ignore that. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, uh, uh, so like, why? If the population doesn't welcome them, why are they being resurrected? Because it's part of their constitution, and they can acknowledge that the population is decreasing. It's just they're not putting anything into place to resolve that issue. They just keep bringing people back over and over again and stretching their resources thinner and thinner. Um, the planet they are on is not uh, naturally supportive of these carbon-based life forms either. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're looking at habitats. Maybe the home planet was destroyed. And so these okay. people who are reborn are pretty much reborn from stardust, not from biological matter. Mm -hmm. um, and so they are, in a sense, confluences of memories. Uh, pretty much the last memories these people would have had is of dying, and now they are back in an uncertain future. Um, and to use the art part, maybe, maybe if we want to add a little bit of setting to this, some of these veterans have got together. They don't want to be soldiers. They don't want to be blue-collar workers. They've realized that what this new civilization truly lacks is culture. And so dropping their weapons, instead of marching to a new front or becoming warlike themselves, they take up the arts. They are the only people in this world, I appreciate the alarm just went off, yep. who will act, who will dance, who will sing, who will paint. And with that, they provide hope. They are able to render their afterlife on canvas. I see. Even though people don't want them. Yeah, yeah, they're ostracized artists. The only people with an insight into the world beyond. It sounds normal. All right. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it, it actually reminds me of uh, an anthology series uh, I found recently called City of the Saved. Um, mm. where basic, the basic premise is that there is uh, a, a galaxy and a galaxy-wide city at the end of the universe where every single human who's ever lived been, has been resurrected. Uh, but because of the muddiness of human history... Um, there are those called the Remade, which are actually fictional characters who have also been given life, and they are, in fact, treated like second-class citizens. Um, so if you said something about the these people brought back and treated like second-class citizens, that reminded me of that. Um, it does, <laughs> no such it does thing as an original idea, is there? No. Well, it, 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 just, it just reminded me because it's, it leads to hilarious things like, um, since there's so many different interpretations of Sherlock Holmes, there are enough Sherlock Holmeses that they have to make their own detective agency. <laughs> Where they're constantly at each other's throats. Okay. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, so I've got one for you, Eddie. All right, let's do it. Uh, the rule is you are the final boss, or as it, if it's a party game, bosses. Okay. The setting is superhero, oh. and the theme is survival. Okay, so your final boss, superhero, survival, and some kind of holiday. Yep, you set up that damn requirement. I know. I am deeply regretting it now. Uh, I've been hoist <laughs> by my own petard. Um, okay, so uh, okay, all right. Uh, so the plan is that you are a supervillain, um, and you have to rob a bank, uh, and uh, the idea is that all the supervillains have been called together. Um, by by the the big head crime lord of the city, and it's the whoever robs the most banks or gets the most money out of bank robberies will become my my number one guy. Uh, and, and so all of you have to go out and, and try to get as much money as possible. There are no other rules, and it all has to take place on this one bank holiday when all banks are closed. Uh, what so, bank holiday? Yeah, see, yeah, I've worked it all together. Um, 
Uh, and so since there are no rules, I mean, the, the, the slow way would be to steadily rob several banks and deal with all the superheroes that are going to come inevitably to stop you from robbing banks. Mm-hmm. Um, but a slightly faster way is to find other villains who have already robbed banks and take the money they have from them. Uh, so you get kind of a it, – it, it's kind of a battle royal, but that's not the end goal. That is simply one of several possible paths uh, mm. because other supervillains are probably also going to gun for you. Uh, so you have to find your way through with as much money as possible. In a sort of the purge kind of a way. Which which bank holiday is this? Like, Is it like a coronation day? Uh, uh, it's – I don't know. It's, it's Labor Day. Holiday. Right. National oh, like, Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Well, because like some of the bank holidays are really just called like bank, holiday. bank holiday. Yeah. Right. It's August. Yeah, well, that's holiday. cheating, Eddie, because you've made all of us pick actual holidays. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I will now Google bank holidays. And okay, and that will lead into your time. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. See, you, you know how I'm thinking here. Um, uh, we're going to call this, uh, spring bank holiday. No, no, it's boxing day. Stereo boxing day. Boxing day. Boxing day. Yeah. Boxing day. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, because you know, everyone's spent a lot of money on Christmas. All the money's going to be in the mm-hmm. banks there. Um, also has a nice kind of, of wintry vibe to it. That's how that works. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, sadly that, that, that's, Kind of just snapped into place there for me, so I got two minutes to kill. <laughs> well, okay, so so let's recap. Supervillains robbing banks, you've got one day in which to complete your task. Um, right, why are all of the supervillains robbing banks specifically on this bank holiday? Um, and are the superheroes away? Uh, no, they're not away. Um, the the person who's called you together has told you that is the case, but he is lying. Ah, uh, okay. He wants someone who has enough uh, initiative to be able to make a lot of money for him because he's a mm-hmm. crime lord. Um, someone who's tough enough to deal with superheroes and is clever enough to avoid all the other people gunning for him. So where does uh, the you are the final boss play into this? Well, because if you make it through the ends, you become this number one guy. And then you can oh, maybe fight the, the, the crime yeah. lord himself to take over yeah. his empire. Okay. And so Dr. Octopus can supplant the Green Goblin. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, because both of them are well known for robbing banks. I mean, this is obviously yes. meant to be kind of a silver agey <laughs> Batman television series style yeah. of superhero. In that case, game. everyone robs banks. Right, right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Is, is this is the kind of you know the, the era of things where it's like it's it's the Riddler, but also um, uh, what was the Louis the Lion. Yeah, yeah. Or or the guy who flew had a flying violin in early Batman comics. Uh, the, fiddler. Like the, poet, the fiddler, the poet, the, the trickster, those kinds of, of super. We, we can keep going about. through Silver Age villains to run out the clock if you like. <laughs> there was the minstrel. Oh, was there? Ooh, that's a something. In, in the Batman TV show. And there was the a, Mad Mod and the Teen Titans. Black, white minstrel, no. Um, the Mad Mod. Um, Mad Mod. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was 60s uh, Teen mm-hmm. Titans. Anyway, that's my time now, so... What was the name of this game? Um, yeah, it's one thing I forgot, didn't I? <laughs> um, it should really probably be called Crime spree. Bank Holiday. Crime Spree? Crime it should spree. be called Bank Holiday, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're or right. Banks with an X Holiday because it's edgy. Bonks. Bonks. <laughs> Bonks. Yeah, Bank Holiday. No, you're right, Bank Holiday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Bank uh, Robber Day. We now have six game proposals. Yes. Um, how do we feel about them it, it, now that we've, we've had a chance to cool and, and think about them? Let's start with uh, No Sleep in Columbia. Uh, oh, are you asking? Uh, well, Danielle. Danielle, you're, you're the creator. What, what, yeah. what do we all think about that? I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah, this was your game. Which mm-hmm. was my game. Yes, no, no sleep, sleep in, in Colombia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I missed the comment. Uh, no, I'm just asking, like you know, what we're what we're we're kind of you know what we think about them. Uh, uh, do we have, you know? Is it a cool mm. idea? Is it just so? Nonsense? I think no sleep in Colombia is a fun 
shitty game. <laughs> it's a funny, shitty game. I, I do. <laughs> I, so I do like the idea of a, a noir, like a hard noir game that yeah. is like cyberpunk. Like it, it makes me think of like uh, Dark City a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where there's a government conspiracy and people don't realize that they're kind of in trapped in like a little area and spoilers for that if you haven't seen it um and yeah and you know the the premise around it like the setting around it is a little silly you know the the columbia and columbus day thing but yeah otherwise it's the meat of it though yeah 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 i was was saying like this is a bit silly um but i mean the the idea of like basically uh, uh turning a, a cultural homogeneity into like a proper cyberpunk style setting would actually be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Festival of Fairies. Still don't like the title. No, yeah. don't well, love it's it. Too late. It's too late to change it now. It's, it's gone off the print. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, sorry, started. What do I think of it? I think it's the kind of role-playing game I could see published across about six pages and uh, <laughs> and sold for something like 75 cents. Like, it's, like um, it's, it's, it's the IO games or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, it no. It just means it has its place. Um, but then again, I think all pretty much all of our pitches have that rather niche uh, angle to them. Mm-hmm. Um I think that I blame Eddie. I think the Easter gimmick hamstrung it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Who chose Easter? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I think any holiday would have hamstrung it. I could have, to be honest, as I went for a pagan uh, place, I could have gone for some kind of solstice. You could have, uh, but yeah. I didn't. And I know Easter can kind of constitute that, but no, uh, I will. I think it my... could be a fun LARP. Yeah, I'll take my lumps. Um, I like the idea of a survival horror where it is uh, villainous fae. Um, mm-hmm. As, you know, little fae with sharp teeth and sharp claws, ones that usually look all smiley and chirpy, and then when Easter comes, they turn malevolent and horrible. Yeah, and, and, and um, to point, like, I, I think if you turn it into like, kind of a Wicker Man-ish LARP, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it could work in a LARP. I, I think it could work around a tabletop for a one-shot. I doubt you're going to... Or maybe two if you're really extending out the idea of um, it being a long weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like um, Danielle has just linked us to a fairy-based tabletop game that I hope isn't the same thing. Oh, no, this one's it's got not... miniatures. We're fine, we're fine. It's a miniature game where you're playing uh, fairies that are trying to eat each other. Oh, that's all right then. Well, in this case, you're uh, you're humans trying to avoid getting eaten, enslaved, and otherwise yeah. tortured. Um, I'm I I feel quite happy about Festival of Fairies. All told, I, I think um, fairies as bad guys doesn't get done enough. Yeah, and if it's got a nice, creepy, almost nineteen sixties or seventies vibe to it as well, I think I think that helps. A complete lack of modern technology would would suit this game. Mm-hmm. War on Christmas. I want to play mean, that game. That is the best game. Uh, I voted yeah, absolutely. already. That is the uh, best uh, game, specifically for a LARP. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tabletop I mean, game like- is doggerel. <laughs> see at first i was even though i was talking i was like is the christmas thing a bit too much right but like i i feel like the sheer weirdness of the conceit contrasts really well with the deep psychological horror of the of the idea mm. um uh which i'm sure is why there's a lot of santa-based horror films is for exactly that reason um yeah. but i mean it, it the more i think about it the more i feel like uh, uh, the sheer lunacy actually accentuates the horror a bit more. It's like you know how like with uh, with food, you want to sometimes balance sweet with spicy or whatever because they do, they mm-hmm. both enhance mm-hmm. each other. Um, but even if you strip that off, though, the idea of um, again, this is that be a game with with tons of safety tools, right? Like, like this is that mm-hmm. be a lot of, of of good strong support for the players. But I think if everyone was on board with that. 
uh, the idea of, of trying to escape this experiment and figuring out who is the person who's going to leave is, is, is a really strong one. And yeah. Uh, uh, you know, again, just having the, the bizarreness of, I mean, even the visual of like some kind of, of animal headed creature with these really kind of heavy horns, which is like, On you know, thinking nose. Yeah, body. I mean, like, mm. you get like these kind of Hearn the Hunter style horror vibes from it. It's a nice uh-huh. crossover with Festival of Fairies there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think that the visuals of this, to to coin that your phrase, um, is already what sells it for me. The mm. idea of uh, I'm imagining if, this. If, if uh, see, yeah. I'm just thinking of the Santas. Uh, and I, I love the reindeer mutants, but this is the kind of thing where if it were a comic book, it would be one of those anniversary ones where you get like a hundred superheroes painted uh, all to fill up a cover. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Except we would have a hundred different Santas and one of them <laughs> wears Waldo kind of way is murderous and, you know, holding a, a jagged candy cane over his head about <laughs> to club someone to death. Um and so you'd have all your different Santas. I, I think why that's great. The jagged candy. Why are you using a jagged candy cane to club someone? Because he hates them and he wants. I mean, it to but hurt. wouldn't you stab someone with a jagged candy? He's cane? not a smart Santa. I could tell. But but also like a little bit of um uh even um uh, uh you know playing with with the, the the boundaries of stuff like you know everyone in here is a santa regardless of what their gender identity is right so like you all right. have yeah, a white yeah. beard because you are a santa um and it doesn't matter how you present it you have a beard uh you have a hat um and that kind of mistaking the trappings for something more deep deeper is, is i think again that the space of bizarre and horrific can be really really compelling yeah and everyone can have their own little profile on a card that basically says where you were a santa mm-hmm. so you would you've oh, essentially yeah. got a hierarchy so you have basically a santa who's helping out of the soup kitchen you could say mm-hmm. that's the most ethically pure santa you've got a, a mal santa you've got a department store santa you've got one who works in a grotto in the countryside you've got an actual santa from Lapland. yeah the, the, uh, the, and... the um drunk santa con yeah santa. exactly you, you, uh you've got you've one got who's... Your, you've got your mom who's just being santa for their children mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah oh, this and i think this th- this really works book it eddie Okay, I'll work on it. Um, <laughs> looking towards the sun, Daniel. How about that one? I'm depressed by this game. <laughs> it was, and it's it's Matthew's fault because oh. I oh. I wanted this game to be kind of like this collaborative world building game, and then he was like, "Oh, it sounds like this war of ours, uh, or this That's war of mine," and that and that that game just makes me so sad. <laughs> Well, I've never cried at a video game before like that Mm. when I played through it. And I was just like, I had to stop playing it. It was so depressing. And I don't Mm. want my game to be that way. So I want Looking Towards the Sun to be a a hopeful game, a game about aspirational, like looking to the new year, setting aside the things that we don't need from our past and only Mm. keeping the things that enrich us for the future. Right. Right. Unwelcome Armistice. Uh, right now, the it's a good title, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, so, contrary wise to Festival of Fairies, um, as a concept, I think it's too baggy right now. Uh, I like some of the ideas, but I don't know. I think those holes could be filled in. Um, right now, yeah, there's some interesting premises there, but it's not holding together quite so easily. And maybe then that speaks to it being a larger role-playing game than something like Festival of Fairies, because much mm-hmm. like No Sleep in Columbia, I thought No Sleep in Columbia has legs to be campaign-length style mm-hmm. game. Because yeah, you've absolutely. got conspiracy, you've got yep. spies, you know, you're breaking down the wall. Um, right. Unwelcome Armistice could have that as well. I would just need to think a little harder about where to plug those gaps. Yeah, like, I mean, I could see a society where, like, um, 
war is not outlawed, but it's constrained. They have that kind of like their version of the Geneva Convention, but you only use these resurrected sh- soldiers and kind of get into a little oh. bit of the horror of like, okay, we hate these people because second class citizens, but also they're the only way we can legally fight wars now. Yeah, because they they've also, already had oh, one chance. Of and they also, all they really want to do <laughs> is just paint in the hills. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not suggesting every one of them is a painter, but I think if you were to look at them from a, let's say, a political standpoint, you've got the this group of second-class citizens who are on the outside of society, and, mm-hmm. and one of them, a charismatic, let's say, captain, brings a bunch of them together and says, now, look here, look here, lads. Those those toffs indoors don't want anything to do with us, so we're going to make our own society out here. See, and the first thing we need is thinkers. We need thinkers. We need creatives. Which one of you has put on a dress and performed a uh, dance for the men before? I have, sir. Right, you're <laughs> our uh, leading lady, and <laughs> and so on. And so they start bringing um, a, bit, a certain amount of whimsical culture, l- life, and light to their rather dark corner of the world. Is this kind of like a spin-off like the um the what was it the um the football Christmas game in the world Oh, the, yeah, the Christmas football game. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you could even have people resurrected from different sides of the war and mm-hmm. they've got to band together because no one actually living wants anything to do with them. As long, yeah, no, you'd have to be careful about the wars you chose because, sure. you know, um, if you were going for a Second World War analogy, very difficult to sympathize with a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you were going for the Great War, that's a little easier because you know, conscripts working for imperialists on all sides is um, something I think we can all feel is a pr- bit tragic. Right. Uh, and then uh, uh, Bank Holiday, honestly, of these, I think this is the most kind of Here's a pitch for a board game of the ones we talked about. Um, uh, yeah, I, I also think it's it's much more lighthearted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, it was a breath um, of fresh air after this war of mine looking towards the sun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, part of it was like I, I, I wanted something. The superhero, it's like, I, I mean, you can go dark, but like it was a chance for me to kind of, yes, that's have a slightly lighter concept in all of this but i mean even as i was talking it out it felt like uh uh, you know i could see a board like a bunch of different banks on it and you i could see kind of running arounds and moving pawns around and playing cards against each other it's i mean it it felt like that kind of um competitive style game um particularly because the why you're doing this is is just kind of you're doing this because reasons go, I mean, effectively. Um, which, yeah. for a Silver Age comic book, that's fine. But, I mean, it was, so it was intentionally light, but still also, of all of these, it was the one I was the most, I was like, eh, maybe. I don't know. I think you could easily add a bit more depth. Uh, much like with our Santas, each of them coming from different backgrounds, you're a bank robber because your kid needs medicine. You're a bank robber because all you've known is prison, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You can, you can have... <laughs> backgrounds for your rogues gallery i think and it does remind me um there was a a marvel uh comic uh character um she was the hydra leader of like uh detroit or something um and she specifically got into hydra because she wanted a dental plan and (laughs) the area she was in control over had never had superheroes there before so she just like oh yeah sure let's go here file some paperwork get dental for my kids and call a day and then superheroes show up it's like oh now i gotta actually Pull out the binder and do the plan. <laughs> I wouldn't trust a Hydra dentist, honestly. It's not <laughs> to fair. with with uh, with sharp teeth or some horrible mutagen. Yeah, but you know what? In the U.S. healthcare system, if it's cheap, I'm making. I mean, seriously, be- yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Okay, so I'm not going to bore everybody with my sleep study problems, but I definitely did a sleep study last night and it was like, mm. yeah, you, you bring your thing in in the morning, which I did. Goodness. Mm. Uh, and then I would schedule a follow-up with your you know, doctor to discuss the results, which I will get to do in February. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yikes. And, and if I have sleep apnea, well, just fuck me until then. Jesus. Ah. <sighs> Well, well, I don't know about you, Eddie, but I'm going to go and book an appointment with my local GP. I'll see them right? tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm I can see my GP, no problem, the same day, next day. Not a problem. Mm, right. It's it's specialists. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well. Uh, you, you keep uh, hitting those uh, misery home runs in this one, Danielle. Uh... <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> Happy holidays. So, um, so I voted War on Christmas as the best game out of the lot. What about you two? Um, honestly, I think No Sl- Sleep in Columbia really hits my vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually really dig what's going on with Looking Towards the Sun. I mean, despite uh, uh, the attempts to sandbag it, I mean, I do think it is kind of punky. <laughs> I dig that. I didn't pick either oh, thank of my you. games, so fuck you both this Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matthew, if people want to t- find you and talk to you about how you were unfairly robbed in this judgment, where would they find you? I'd remind them that I'm the only person who's managed to get a game made from one of these five-minute sessions (laughs) over a man. Utalkins.com or the Onyx Path Discord. Uh, Look out for Festival of Fairies at the Unwelcome Armistice coming to stores near you. Uh, And if, Danielle, if you wanted to uh, tell people how you've managed both of your games to become award-winning in this extremely limited definition of award and winning, where would they find you? Um, well, they can find me at Impernius on most socials, and they can find me on the Onyx Path Discord. Um, I'm all over the place in there, so just, you know, don't awesome. ping me. Don't don't at me, me. but, but yeah. I, might, I might engage with you if you say something interesting. You Absolutely. can't summon me like you can Eddie with Transformers. No, yeah, don't ping me, but... Transformers mean will will summon me. Yeah, the gauntlet's um, been thrown down. Say something interesting and Danielle may appear. Yes. <laughs> right. Given definitions of interesting and what Danielle finds interesting and also mm-hmm. your ability to be online at that moment. Um, uh, but as for me, similarly, like uh, uh, the, the Honest Pet Discord is probably the best place to find me these days. Uh, I am on some social media sites at this point i just feel like keeping it vague is the best policy until we figure out how the dust settles but um if you do a search for pug steady that's my company name you'll find me most of those places that's p-u-g-s-t-a-d-y uh but you can find all of us at uh, theonyxpath.com uh and come take a look at all of our our various games including yes the world below which was created on this very pathcast initially uh so uh with that i uh, thank you all for playing as, as always this is a wonderful time and as always new worlds 